0: of the monocles right after this. Emmy salsa ahí, ahí, Ah he. Uh-huh. 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 Huh? uh-huh. Wow. Oh. Awesome hot <laughs> food. Get it. At four four three seven four two twenty one thirty four. 742 2134
1: Reading, take down a musical instrument, let the beauty we love be what we do. There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the ground.
0: Now, back to the monocles on sofloradio.net.com. Or something a little different. The Monocles started out as a written blog, created to chronicle and give purpose to a sudden abundance of time. With a laptop and a curious mind, a new task was assigned. It was a personal one, to find fulfillment, to be happy every day. The Monocles allows for an expansion of knowledge and healing through stories and laughter. In The Monocles, there's joy in examining and discovering. The Monocles will share the stories about the many people, places, and comminglings that have appeared along this path through a blog and an intention. Alchemy is real. Words, written or spoken, have power and heal. Smile! This is Miami. The opinions and views expressed on the Monocles are not necessarily those of the host, the SoFlo Radio Network, or its sponsors. In this medium, we can do what we want.
2: (laughs)
3: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Monocles. Today, I'm super, super excited to have a guest on that I've known and worked with from a very, very long time ago, Carrie Baer. He's a life coach and founder of Higher Self Healing Meditation, and he's also the author of the book called Higher Self Meditations. Hi, Carrie, Welcome to The Monocles.
1: It's a pleasure to be here and to talk with you again, Monica.
3: I know. We, I have to tell the story. Go for it. So many, many years ago, many, more than 10.
1: <laughs> You're making this sound like this is like the 18th century or something now.
3: <laughs> well, it was more than 10 years ago okay. when a friend of mine told me about this really great life coach that their friends had been working with. And I was like, give me his name. I need this. I need this in my life. And I remember calling you. I remember having my first session on the phone with you. And I remember that we were working on um, relationships with me. And I'll never forget, I got off the phone with you, changed my clothes, and met my girlfriends out at a club at South Beach. And it was a weekday.
1: <laughs> well, you got a great memory, I've got to tell you.
3: Well, because this made such an impact on me. Okay. And that night, everyone had something to do with me. And by everyone, I mean the men. And it was so, so impressive that my friend that was with me said, Oh my God, what did you do today? <laughs> Because it wasn't wasn't me from our group who guys would typically approach. So this night they were all approaching me, and everyone was freaked out about what I had done. That was different, which was nothing except for speaking with you.
1: So you were giving off an energy of a vibration that people were the men were picking up, big time. Got it, big time.
3: And I was so new to self help. This was before yoga, before awareness, (laughs) Mm -hmm. before having any kind of awareness. Um, And it really has made, still, this many years later, I remember it that vividly. So whatever it is that you do, it works.
1: Well, what, what I do really is help people awaken what's in them. So it's not like I did something to you, of course except to help take away whatever is blocking, whatever was blocking you from being your biggest, truest self.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And um, how do you, I I remember you worked with um, affirmations. Yes. And this was, yeah, this was before this style of meditation that you're teaching now. Uh, is is that something that's still in your wheelhouse that you share with with your clients? Sure. Absolutely. Or how? Tell me a little bit more. Actually, the question is: Tell me a little bit more about higher self healing meditation.
1: So what it is is it's really a variation on transcendental meditation. I taught transcendental meditation, well, to use your language, for a long, long time. And uh, <laughs> but at a certain point, you know, the organization that was Teaching it was just was just charging you know ridiculous amounts of money and I just didn't feel comfortable standing up in public and telling people oh by the way this thing really works it's it's great it 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 it, it makes so many uh, wonderful you know changes and benefits in your life oh and it costs twenty five hundred dollars so you know I had taught it for you know a few decades and I also had um, uh, I trained dozens of the and teachers and so i adapted that whole experience and introduced higher self-healing meditation what it is is it's a mantra-based meditation what makes it so wonderful is that it's absolutely effortless. now that's that's hard for most people to grasp because you know in in life when we want to you know create some benefit in our life you know we usually have to work at it you know Uh although interestingly you know now just dovetailing on what your experience was you know during our coaching session you know, we did a little bit of work—not not what you'd call labor or anything. You know, I, I gave you some tools to use, some affirmation, showed you how to use them, and then something kind of spont—again, in your—you know, using your words—some something spontaneous happened. You know, there was a reaction from, in this case, men toward you. So it's so what happens is when we. When we allow ourselves to tap into what's within us, and what's within us is something really big and wonderful. It's, a, it's a, an unbounded awareness, an infinite consciousness. And, you know, those who do yoga have certainly heard about this, but it's it's right there, and it's waiting to be awakened. And what higher self-healing meditation does in an effortless way is allow the mind to kind of almost pick like kind of a scuba dive, if you will, sort of drop down into the deeper levels of consciousness and tap into that bliss, that unbounded awareness within ourselves, which is really our true nature, our higher self.
3: It sounds, okay, so how do we, it sounds so profound. It is. But you're saying it's effortless and simple. How? Yeah. Show me. Okay.
1: Well, I can't really show you per se. It does take a few, it takes about five hours to learn. But, um, But let me say this, you know, when you go to sleep at night, Something kind of, you know, in a sense, profound happens. You don't think about it because you've been doing it every night of your life for your whole life. You know, you lay down in bed, you, you know, turn the light out, put your head on a pillow and something happens. You go from waking to being asleep. You know, you could call that profound. Most people wouldn't because it's something that happens all the time. But it is profound because it gives your body very deep rest, throws off the fatigue of the day. But the thing that's so interesting is that it happens by itself. There's no effort required. All you do is set up an initial condition. You lay down, turn the light out, and so forth. And within a matter of minutes, depending on you know the day, sometimes it takes a little longer, you go from waking to sleeping. And then at some point, you know, you're so you're deep asleep, and some point your eyes will rapidly move. Somebody was watching you, they could see that you'd actually entered the dreaming state because of the rapid eye movement. also takes place absolutely effortlessly. And then you effortlessly go back to deep dreamless sleep. And if you don't have an alarm or iPhone or a cat, dog, lover, what have you, to wake you, you will get up naturally at a certain point in the morning. So you've gone from deep sleep back to waking, again, effortlessly. Every single day of our and night of our lives, we've been doing this. Nature effortlessly moves us from one state of consciousness to the next. And what higher Uh self-healing meditation does is take advantage of this natural principle. And through the aid of, of a mantra, which is a vibration that quiets the mind and body and allows the mind to move inward toward that deep peace inside, uh, the whole thing takes place kind of in a sense in a very natural automatic way in the same way that, you know, now that the weather's nice again, you know, if you, if you, if you lean far enough into a swimming pool, you're going to get wet. You're just going to get wet because there's something called gravity. That's going to move you from the ledge into the pool like that. There's a kind of a mental gravity that attracts the mind to the peace and the bliss inside of us. So the mantra helps move us in that direction. And once the mind is moving in that direction, it will do so naturally without any effort. I love it.
3: And is it the same mantra for everyone? No, no, or no, no. each person? There are handfuls,
1: okay. handfuls of mantras. They're they're okay. you know, they're based on a number of factors, but there are you know, there's there's not one for Neither is there one, nor is there one for each person, because there's about, I think, about 8 billion people on the planet. So no mind could know 8 billion mantras. So there are a number of several handfuls of mantras to go around.
3: I love it, because that the vocalizing of that mantra, and is the mantra in English, or is it in Sanskrit? It's in in Sanskrit.
1: And it's, now and okay. you, know, you use the word vocalized. It's actually thought rather than spoken. There are mantras, of course, that are chanted. If you've ever heard kirtan, you've clearly heard mantras being sure. chanted. Um, these mantras, instead of being vocalized, they're, they're in chanting. They're done inside, mentally, thought rather mm-hmm, than spoken. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: And then that's just almost like basically taking us out of our natural groove, our programming. But maybe I kind of see like, I imagine like an old, we're going really old and I'm dating myself, but
1: imagine an
3: L. There are a lot
1: of of men who would like to be dating you too, I'm sure.
3: You said you're dating
1: yourself. There are a lot of men who'd like to be dating you too.
3: Oh, my God. From your mouth to God's ear, Carrie. I, I need a refresher right, well, course because it lately it's been, it's been pretty sad on okay. this side.
1: Okay. If you're talking <laughs> but- about an LP now. So you're using some old technology. Right. So,
3: so we're going old school, and here's this LP, and there's a groove that the mm-hmm. needle um, goes okay. by. And I kind of picture our programming – or our blocks, or where we're stuck, it's like we're stuck in this groove, until you have this thought, or this mantra, or something that gives the needle a little skip, Mm -hmm. and now we can start to create a different kind of groove, or a a different story, right, a different song for ourselves. That's an
1: interesting metaphor, and I think it, it applies really more for affirmation work than it does for mantra work. Because um, I think what you said very much applies to affirmations because they help shift the groove or another way of saying it is, you know, like if if you're on a train and um, so you're on the train, you know, runs on a track. At a certain point, the train stops at another, you know, at another station and you can get off that train to another train, which is going in a different direction. I think that would be a, a, a very good analogy for affirmation work. In the case of meditation, it's it's more simple than that. It's not as it's not conceptual like that. It's more experiential. So you know that's why I use the uh, analogy before of scuba diving. You know when you when you scuba dive, you simply um, you know you just dive in. You've got your oxygen tank and so forth, and You know, let's say you're 25 or 30 feet down. Let's say at that point you're at the bottom of the ocean and you're breathing naturally. But the people and you're with a partner, of course, the people who you're with in the boat, they don't see the bubbles of carbon dioxide that that are coming out of your tank because you're 30 feet below. They can't see through the water, but they will see those bubbles pop up at the surface of the ocean and they'll know you're fine like that thought. Uh, starts at the bottom of the mind is only recognized as a thought at the surface of the mind. What meditation is doing is reversing the process very much like scuba diving so that you actually allow the mind to get to the deeper places, the bottom of the ocean, so to speak, or in this case, the bottom of the mind, the source of thought, which is an, an unbounded, infinite place in consciousness so it's not a it's not a re it's not about re uh, organizing the way you think it's about simply allowing the mind which wants more happiness to go to a place inside which is much much more happy that deepest place and the mantra helps it's like a like a like a vehicle and a boat if you will that helps you know take you to that sh- the shore i'm'm I'm changing my mm-hmm. water metaphor now from diving in this case you know if you, uh-huh. if you take a boat from one shore to the next uh that's what the mantra is like and then once you then you just get out of the boat if, if you, if what happens is the boat kind of quietly docks and the mind is awake in that pure consciousness that unbounded awareness
3: but it takes with it where it's been.
1: Yeah, but it's not like it's not like um, you know uh, hypnosis, or it's not like psychotherapy, which involves you know thinking about different thoughts and so forth. They, I mean, thoughts come up during the meditation experience. You don't try to. You're not trying to block out thought the way many and most meditation techniques uh, do. You're not trying to uh, concentrate or control the mind in any way. You're simply allowing the mind to do what it really wants to do, which is always to go toward more happiness. And the mantra, by settling the mind down and quieting the body down, the breath gets quieter, gives the mind a chance to move in the direction of the peace and the bliss that's already deep inside. And once it's given a chance to move in that direction, it will do so very naturally on its own. Mm-hmm.
3: And this... um You can learn in just yeah, over the course
1: of three consecutive days.
3: Okay. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense because it sounds simple but very, very effective. So I know there's a lot deeper stuff going on. Think about
1: the analogy I gave you before about sleep. I mean, sleep is a very simple and natural thing. You, You know, you've been doing it and nobody thinks about it. But it is profound because if you don't get to sleep you have a rough night and you can't sleep for right. two days. You're going to really suffer. So sleep is a very profound thing, but it's also a very simple thing. It's a natural thing. And the beauty of this meditation is that it's so natural. It's not, it's not like many other meditations that try to interfere or control the process. There's no controlling and there's no concentrating. You're simply allowing the mind to do what it really wants to do, which is to go toward that field of peace inside
3: finding happiness Mm. why do we fight ourselves so much for happiness?
1: well there's a lot of we've gotten a lot of weird information you know um you know it's like when you know like um uh you know people have been telling us a lot of weird things our parents loved us but they didn't know our culture doesn't really know about this i mean this technique in in effect really evolved out of the, the, the wisdom of the yogis of India. And and they mm-hmm. you know, while we in the West were exploring the outer world, you know, space and so forth, they were exploring the inner world and doing it in a way different than than the psychoanalysts and so forth that, that emerged out of the West.
3: It's amazing to um I was as you were talking I was just thinking of the other time that um well here I'll just share this I worked with Carrie over several months never only on the phone before FaceTime before Zoom meetings and several years after that I remember you were in town and I invited a couple of my friends to come to your workshop you know there's value there's value in the time i spent okay. with you carrie because i remember remembering you have a
1: great the- memory <laughs> it's great it's great yeah you know you know
3: but i remember it was years later that we actually
1: right, met face right, to face that's right you know it's it's uh, life life is uh, you know I just wrote a book. It just—it's—it it just came out. It's called "The Yoga of Oz: Meditations for Your Yellow Brick Road." And, and mm. you know, life is that we're on a we're on a yellow brick road. We're on a journey. Most people don't know they're on a journey, but you know, hopefully by the end of their lives, they they'll have learned some wisdom. Naturally, people tend to gain some wisdom through life. What? Techniques like meditation and and coaching through affirmation affirmation work to help change the way the mind operates, what they do is speed up the process of evolution so that instead of taking lifetimes to gain the awakening that's our birthright, really, it can be done in this lifetime. There's no reason we need to keep going into new bodies and reincarnating over and over again.
3: It's just the will of wanting to open ourselves to That's work. right.
1: To the natural more that's inside us.
3: That's fantastic. How many books do you have now, Um Harry? This
1: is my 17th book. Yeah.
3: Wow. And then the book for higher self meditations, uh, is that complementary to your course? Did that come after? that that come before? It came after,
1: Um yeah, you know, it's a funny thing. It took so long to write that book. I'm not sure why it did, <laughs> but for some reason, I, I I I wrote it a few years ago, and um, it doesn't come with the course. It's a, it's only twenty dollars, so it's not like a big expenditure. But it's um, it, I wrote it so that people can understand um, both what we're talking about now, which is the sort of the introductory aspect of you know how the mind goes from. The waking state to what's referred to as the transcendental state or samadhi is the indian sanskrit word for that steady state of mind Um, but it also gets into the more advanced aspects of this knowledge you know in terms of the various stages of enlightenment because there are there are a number of stages of enlightenment and you know it's it's very well defined and i also uh, uh, you know show the experience of some great writers thinkers philosophers etc spiritual teachers who've talked about this and, and show some of their writings and, and talk about the relationship between that them and, and the, the enlightened state that I'm talking about.
3: I get it. I get it all. And I honestly, I'm like, wait, I should maybe take this course. <laughs> maybe this higher self healing is exactly what I'm needing. I know. Um, the affirmations work. So that gives me a good indication that these higher self healings would work as well. Yeah.
1: In fact, they work in a deeper way um, because what it does is the affirmation work. That's, that's a part of coaching, not the only part, but a part of coaching helps to transform the way you think. But what higher self healing meditation does is, allow you to experience the source of your thinking, to experience your own inner being. So in a sense, it's it's more experiential and allows for the growth of consciousness. You know, imagine you're pouring uh, whatever your favorite drink is, whether it's water or wine, whatever it happens to be, into a glass that's eight ounces, okay? So you'll have an eight ounce glass. But if you could expand the glass, so that it was 16 ounces or 32 ounces or 64 ounces, you're going to have a lot more to put into that container. And so what meditation does is expand the container of your mind. And what coaching will do is help transform the way your mind operates. You see the difference?
3: Yes. I love how you put that as well. Um, Super (laughs) fantastic. Fantastic. And so, and, and so, and so necessary. I mean, I, I, yeah, I've grown since (laughs) our coaching days a long time ago, but this last year has been so trying on so many levels for so many people, for all of us and finding ways to empower ourselves through meditation, through breathing it's, it's a, it's a very necessary. It life is, I, I, you know,
1: early into the pandemic, when we were all pretty much living at home and staying at home, I wrote a, I wrote a little mini book called COVID, 19 Lessons for Growth. And then I, I created a oh. workshop around it as well, which I gave on Zoom and still do from time to time. So I, I, I think what has happened is that, you know how like when children misbehave, a parent will put a child in time out so that the child can cool mm-hmm. out and, and change the way he or she is thinking and behaving. Well, I think that nature, mother nature, so to speak, is giving, has given the world a giant timeout because we've been abusing the planet. We've been polluting. We've been doing all kinds of unnatural things to really, um, you know help destroy species and animals plants and nature itself, and so I think we 've been given a time out to cool out and, and to connect to some truths that that allow us to align with the natural way of things so um you know this it, it seems as if the pandemic is is Getting close to being in our rearview mirror—not quite, but getting closer—and um, I hope people have taken advantage of this time, not just to, you know, watch movies, which is fun, of course, but to, you know, to move into a more natural way of being, into a more connected with nature way of thinking and living. Yeah. It's going to yeah, benefit yeah. us
3: much much greater. Um it's interesting cuz I did hear an NPR story um this week and that was the main point of how this is a natural wasn't something man made. This is a natural um the pandemic has been caused for natural reasons. Yeah. And how it's really killing off a lot of us.
2: well
1: you know it's it that that's a tragedy of course um and um you know nature can only handle so much of our abuse and then it 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 sends it back whether it's a hurricane or a tornado or you know a volcano or some natural tsunami or something um, Yeah, and this of course is a is a is a virus and it's uh it's a different kind of way in which nature is responding to what we have done so i don't see it as as um um, i mean it's just it's it it, you know i don't see it as punishment as i do you know um simply nature's reaction you know like years ago when you went 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 to see when you went to see your doctor doctor i don't think doctors do this anymore but they used to like to test your reflexes they would take a, a small little hammer and hit your kneecap not hard but just you know and your Uh knee would respond they would test your reflexes well i think what's happened is simply nature has simply responded much like the knee to the the, the tap um, and has responded with a virus to um, to all of the unnatural abusive behaviors and things that we have done to the planet Uh
3: yeah something had to happen, and she yeah. had enough <laughs> <That's> <laughs> exactly mess with right. Mother Nature. you know and
1: so now that we're in this time out this at this at the moment it's been a year long time out we have as i said the opportunity to wake up, so you know here you here we are talking about meditation, a wonderful way to literally wake up your to your true self not not the small part of your individuality i mean we we're all we're all different. We all have a different individual personality and so forth. What meditation does is, is help bring the awareness to that part of ourselves that's one, the part of us that's the same. It's the universal part of who we are. It's, it's uniting your individual mind with the universal mind. And that's really what yoga, the word yoga means, yoke or union. And that's what this is. It's, it's the union or the uniting of your individuality. With the universal part of who you are,
3: hmm, Carrie, you've brought great, great um, meditation, great learning, certainly into my life, and with this new meditation and book, hopefully to a lot of other people's lives. If someone wants to contact you, what would be the best way for well, them to reach you? Well, on my website,
1: you can see the book, for example, and uh, the website is uh, is 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 my name, C A R Y B A Y E R dot com, and there you can see the store and you can see the book and so forth. Um, but also, um, they can email me. That's fine. My email is successaerobics that's plural aerobics at aol com and they could also reach me by phone. I have no problem with that. My cell is 845-664-1883. And I'd be happy to talk to anybody who'd like to, uh, you know, ask me more about this and so forth. That's
3: awesome. I'm happy that we My got pleasure. to, talk you know, to I you am
1: giving here. a um, uh, a free talk on meditation um, a week from tonight. Uh, it's Thursday, March 18th at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. Um, if people contact me, uh, I can give them the Zoom information. It's a free talk.
3: Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Yay. Thank yeah, you so pleasure. much, Carrie. Honestly, I, I've just had, as you're talking, I just keep having these memories of, you know, examples and things that you said and enthusiasm. I keep remembering yeah, you saying enthusiasm. Poem. Yeah,
2: it's a that beautiful happened. quality was, yeah, enthusiasm. It
1: comes from ah. the Greek entheos, which means a God lively within. So when we have enthusiasm, we, we've awakened that very high vibration. And that really opens up a lot of opportunities and possibilities for us. People respond to that energy very, very nicely.
3: And we don't even have to do anything. Yeah. Well, it's they like what you it. talked
1: about, you know, we've come full circle on this talk here that one of the first things you brought up was when, when we did some little adjustment in your consciousness, all of a sudden guys were checking you out. So, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, so <laughs> the, the people respond to vibration completely, animals totally, but people as well, you know.
3: It's amazing, and it's so great to have people like you to make it simple for those of us who need the help. It's not it doesn't become ca- uh, so, you know, complicated. It just,
1: it just. You know, just we is. just got to keep following our own yellow brick road because um, sometimes people stray from their paths, and when they stray from their paths, they wind up suffering and struggling. But if they stay on their path, then. They have the opportunity of you know reaching something much bigger in their lives, something that they're really looking for, which is peace um wisdom happiness i mean that's really why we're here on the planet and if we've forgotten that and get lost in some of the more obvious things that are in front of our eyes, um we can have some short term pleasure, but not the deep long, long standing. Ongoing state of fulfillment that's available to us.
3: I get it. I get it a lot. Carrie Bear, thank you so much for playing. It's always a pleasure, Mike, anytime.
1: Namaste. Namaste, And I like to say, namaste, namaste, calm, and namaste, warm, and namaste.
3: And that namaste hydrated, namaste cool. (laughs) I'm going to borrow that one, Carrie. (laughs)
2: recorded a guided meditation for you guys. It's simple, it's short, and it's just meant to bring a little moment of peace in our, into our lives. I hope you enjoy it. I also wanted to recommend my ebook that's available on Amazon for Kindle. It's called Reset the Breath. It's a technique that I developed based on my studies for yoga for trauma, but I developed this technique when I was Overcoming, surviving, dealing with very high anxiety, and um, major life changes. I recommend that you check it out. It's less than a cup of coffee. It's a quick, easy read, and a very simple but yet effective breathing technique. Check out Reset the Breath on Amazon.com. Namaste.
0: Chronicles is recorded live each week from the SoFlo Radio Studios in Hollywood, Florida. Written and produced by Monica Uribe, directed by Christopher Hudspeth. With special thank you to George Rodriguez. All rights reserved.